You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast that is planning to watch every comic book movie one at a time. Why are we doing this? Because eventually we're going to hit the good ones. And it'll yeah. Be worth it. And then we won't know what to do with that episode. We'll be like, uh, yeah. I dread having to do some movies because I'm like, ooh, it's just going to be me talking about how much I love this movie. The adaptation was solid. The director gave a shit. And the uh, main character is well-rounded. <clears throat> All right. Well, tune in next week when we do something <laughs> shitty. Let's go back to talking about those Fantastic Four movies. <laughs> I am, of course, your host, Pokes. And I'm joined, as always, by Ben Chapman. Hey, how's it going? So, we finished up Fantastic February. We sure did. We learned a lot. Really, there was a chance it wasn't going to happen, I feel like. Gotta say, I did not expect them to go downhill from the Roger Corman one. <laughs> yeah, it was a very interesting, it was like a check mark. It was like Roger Corman, first Alba, second Alba, and then back up just a little for yep. uh, the, the most recent one. Uh, we learned that no one really fully understands the characters or the dynamic. No one knows whether to make them an odd couple in uh, a roommate scenario <laughs> or really grim, sad, uh, bummer uh, teens. Uh, no one... Do you all agree on one thing? And that's that girls are dumb and should have as little to do with the movie as possible. <laughs> yeah, that was a through thread, I think, that we could all lock down, is that Sue Storm was one of the like least correctly written characters in a franchise. <laughs> I feel like in the last movie, not even written as a character, more no. just like a chair or something in the background that just yeah. happened to occasionally have a lot. She doesn't even go on the mission, guys. <laughs> she is, She's not even told that they're going to do the mission. <laughs> Her one real contribution to that entire movie is she kind of finds Reed Richards. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. Anyway... Well, you probably already listened to them, or you haven't, and if you haven't, you're choosing a really weird episode to jump in on. Uh, <laughs> this is the mini-sode, where we wrap up what we've been doing, corrections, and talk about the new film. Yes, yeah, so before we get into more, probably a little more Fantastic Four talk, what is the next movie? Uh, well, keeping with uh, the theme of trying to pick movies that you, the listener, would have the easiest time watching... Uh, we're going to undo the mistake we made with Fantastic Four, causing people to download things off Vimeo, whatever it is you had to do to watch that Roger Corman film. And Which, we are gonna... ironically, was the easiest to find of them. <laughs> I had a friend who actually had it on DVD. It was a bootleg, but he had a physical copy of that film. Bonkers. Uh, we are going to be watching Deadpool, a movie that you have likely already seen at this point. Yes, I haven't. So... I have not either. Uh, I've been told by many people that it is very good, but I am very fearful that it's going to be the Deadpool that I don't... I'm not really a huge Deadpool fan, and there's one version of Deadpool I cannot stand. Yeah, I think we've... I'm afraid it's going to be that one. Yeah, I think we've chattered about it before, about being worried about um, two hours of quipping, but uh, I think think I'm on board. I've had some really reputable uh, friends of mine, including the guests that we intend to have on, uh, who spoke extremely highly of it. So I'm excited to talk about it. Um, yeah. So, so if you haven't seen Deadpool in theaters, I'm sure you've got more time. Uh, make sure to check it out. And then, you know, next week we'll be, uh, having a usual Thursday release episode of Deadpool. Yeah. That'll be exciting to do a movie sort of 
you know, that's actually new. <laughs> yeah, a movie that people will see in the list of movies on the podcast list and go, oh, oh, that's what I actually give a fuck about. <laughs> or I at least saw and can remember because you picked mostly movies from at least 10 years ago. I love it, man. I love late 90s, early 2000s garbage films. Uh, I, uh, speaking of, of garbage films that could be coming, uh, our, our, our constant supporter, Todd from Basement Fodder and Todd Files, sent me a link to a series of terrible films, which he then pointed out were based on comic books, and they're basically like soft, almost softcore pornography. Bingo! But they're based on comics, so I really feel like if we ever do get to that, I'm making him do those as, like, punishment. Fine. But I don't know if it is punishment, because he said he's already watched two of them. Well, I mean, if anything makes up for that weird-ass attempt at sexual chemistry in that Catwoman basketball scene, I'm on board. Yeah, it couldn't, it couldn't really be. <laughs> Let's face it, there has been some roof stuff when it comes to females <laughs> in these movies. Yeah, we have not landed on a solid uh, female um, performance in much of these films. Honestly, the best one so far has to be a, the, the main character of Alien vs. Predator. Yeah, at least she accomplished something. Poorly written, she's at least a badass in the context of a bad movie. Yeah, at least she, at least she, yeah, she had an arc. <laughs> Well, I would, yeah, one. exactly. I would not at least expect... they wrote a story for it. <laughs> yes, decided. one movie figured it out. Yeah, anyway, let's think about it. Batman, it's just a woman constantly screaming. Yeah, yeah. Batman Begins, it's a woman who's drugged and then kidnapped by a bat. <laughs> uh, Sue Storm's covered badly the whole time. The uh, the the neighbor to the Punisher is written in only so that she can serve him dinner and then like a minute later be deeply in love with him. Ah, uh, yeah, that was upsetting uh, <laughs> catwoman no reason to even talk about that yeah i know all these all these movies fail the bechdel test by uh, miles so. some of them fail the test for just being a movie <laughs> yeah they do fail the test of being referred to as a film sadly i don't even think some of them can pass even the fail part of the Beckdale test in the sense that most of the women don't even aren't even allowed to talk <laughs> well, there, well there aren't more, there aren't at least two <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're talking to an inanimate object we can identify as female. Yeah, ba background extras don't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people who just happen to squeeze, squeeze by. <laughs> uh, so we do actually have some corrections and omissions. Uh, a while back, if you guys are constant listeners to the mini-episodes, there was an episode in which Ben couldn't make it, and uh, I did it alone, and we actually had somebody had sent in a message and it was a user on SoundCloud with a very long name. I requested that they, they give themselves a username so we could identify them. So they sent in some more uh, comments or however yeah. you want to say it for this. And they signed this email with the stupid really long username. So I guess that's sort of a fuck you to me. Saucy asshole. <laughs> so here are some of the comments and uh, one correction we got from... User 657755446. Mm, got a ring to it. Yeah, it really rolls off the tongue. Get that on a t-shirt. Uh, number one, he pointed out that Mark Ruffalo actually auditioned to be Dr. Doom no. in the Roger Corman movie. In the Corman one? I thought yeah. you were going to say the Alba one. No, in the Corman one, he auditioned. So later, Incredible Hulk tried to be Dr. Doom. And uh, the guy who played Putty... On Seinfeld? Yeah, yeah. Name I cannot think of, and who this person only, who user 6-5-whatever 
listed as Putty, which thank God I know who I'm assuming that's who he means. <laughs> he wrote Putty. Uh, Patrick Warburton is the, yes. is the person you're referring to. Yeah. So he auditioned to be the thing. Who late he later on to went on to be Tick in the Tick TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I could hear that voice doing the thing. Ah, uh, yeah, I could hear it. Hear him, his voice doing a lot of. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> uh, that was for the Corman one. For the first Fantastic Four movie, he listed that. Was she? True. This, <laughs> that was very offensive of me, and I apologize. I'm just kidding. It's super annoying. Oh now. my god! I should. I should have. I should write for these comic book movies. I'm so. <laughs> Yeah, just casually omit. <laughs> uh, he or she uh, po- pointed out that apparently Fantastic Four was in pre-production for so long, it it was almost over ten years that every A-list actor from like the '90s till the 2000s was at one point associated with or offered roles in this. And some of the highlights from them were Denise Richards to play Sue Storm. Who later went on to be in uh, you know, Starship Troopers and yeah. the like, one of the worst James Bonds of all time, which Christmas is Jones. Yes, which is really saying something. Which also, I believe that's the same one that has Halle Berry in it. Yeah, uh, no, I think it's a different one. But is it? I can't remember. All those yeah. Pierce Brosnan ones are terrible, except for Goldeneye. Right. Uh, Jeff Goldblum as as Reed Richards. Oh my God! How good would that be? Uh, it's so good. How good would that be? How distracting would that be too? <laughs> so good. Uh, and then if they could have gotten like Christopher Walken to be Doctor Doom, <laughs> yeah, just really, really stick with the uh, the weird pacing and, and Patrick Warburton to do the thing. You just have the most strangely paced like a uh, dialogue of any film. <laughs> be spectacular. And then this one, this one I thought was very bizarre and interesting. Mel Gibson was attached. Who do you think they had attached for him as uh, like which character he was going to play? I mean, the logical answer is uh, Mr. Fantastic, but now that you're saying it weird, I'm going to say Johnny Storm. No, that, that would have been weird. Maybe that's more weird. But Doctor Doom. Oh, that is weird. I, I would I definitely I shoot right to Mr. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic. And I can't think of a movie Mel Gibson's been in where he's the bad guy, except for, you know, when he drives around Hollywood. But don't dismiss me. Real quick, picture a, a Mel Gibson Johnny Storm. <laughs> I, it depends. If this was, like, right after uh, Lethal Weapon, when he has, like, that mullet bouffant sort of, ah! I'd yes. be totally into it. Yeah. It was, like, yeah, a I see time it. then. It was, like, Snake Plissken. Uh... <laughs> yeah. That was, like, a period of, like, a uh, single, like, not, well, I mean, uh, that's not that's a movie. Uh, Lethal Weapon's a movie. That's not this case. But, yeah, like, that, that, like, single weapon man who's just, like, room. Yeah, like, a badass who just yeah. has, like, the most feathered... Poofy <laughs> mane ever seen. Yeah, that Just was a it. bizarre look for uh, Macho Man. <laughs> uh, this the the his quote for Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer is something I believe we addressed in uh, the podcast, which is Tim Story, the director, ha- has a apparently he refuses to put giant robots in any of his movies. Yeah, and so that's why Galactus is a cloud. Nobody sat him down and explained that Galactus is not a giant robot. Yeah. So not really sure what happened there. And then there were a couple of things from the most recent, which this one I think pretty much sums up uh, the entire experience for the Fantastic Four, the most recent one and its mistakes. Kate Mara, when accepting the role, had initially wanted to read the Fantastic Four comic books to prepare for her role as Sue Storm. But the filmmakers explained to her that it was unnecessary as the film was an original story and not based directly on the comics. Well, well, yes, it, no, it's not. 
Shut up! What? <laughs> no part of that makes sense, because technically I guess it's not, because it really has nothing to do with the I mean, it is an original story, kinda, but it's mostly the Ultimates Fantastic Four, A. Yes. It is insane, too, that you an actress is like, I want to have the background and really know the source material, and they're like, ah, fuck it. Don't bother. Such a bizarre thing. Yeah. But then, then I thought this was even more interesting. He, the user65 pointed out that writer Simon Kinberg described the so- story as a celebration of all the Fantastic Four comics, the notion of this dysfunctional surrogate family of scientists that come together, and this idea that it's almost more like a science adventure than a superhero film. So it's a celebration of the Fantastic Four comics, which are about superheroes, but then he goes on to say none of it has to do with superheroes, and they apparently told the actress it has nothing to do with superheroes or the comic book. That's what you get when you design a movie by committee. Yeah, (laughs) spectacular. There is uh, apparently, too, there's he, he or she says that there are tons of things online that say the Trank version was like two hours and 35 minutes. And the studio insisted the movie couldn't be more than an hour and a half for some reason. That's a bizarre line to draw for a superhero yes, movie. Yes, and what they cut out of his version of the film was all, was three action scenes. But then other people say that there's other sources that say Trank never had a he never had a full storyboard for the movie. It just his notes like just ended abruptly, and that's why they came in is because they said the film had no ending. And that he refused to talk to studio executives when they would question him. He would not answer them, which is not something you want to do on your first big budget studio film. It's just yeah, to talk and like to I sort of get it. Like maybe if you're a comic book fan, which doesn't sound like he really is, but if you're a comic book fan, you might be like really resistant to the studio coming in and being like, "What if we gave him like a sidekick?" You know. Apparently, um, though, he was like but, unresponsive in the sense that they would send him, they would call him and be like, "How's it going?" And he wouldn't return their calls. Like not even like not like they're giving him notes. Like, they're just checking in. Yeah. And that's, they started to get upset. And it is true that he did indeed get in a fist fight with Miles Teller. And he was uh, – shoot, I had it written down because I looked it up. It was someone like Kate Williams, I think. She's an actor – or Anna Williams. She's an actress that I, I do not know her from anything. I looked at the rest of her IMDb. I guess she's on Girls, but I've never seen that show because I don't watch HBO. I'm sorry, guys. But – uh he wanted her to be Sue Storm, and when the studio said no, we want Kate Mara, he was just a huge asshole to Kate Mara as if it was her fault. Yeah, that's super strange. So, he's, yeah. He's going to have a hard time with movies in the future, I think. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to have a hard time working in the future. <laughs> unless he gets, like, a job at, like, a... Star I think I think you just got to redo it and, and like, go do, do a Kevin Smith. Like, like leave Hollywood, get a, get a gas station job, then run a movie in that gas station, and then you can come back. Well, what's crazy is, I mean, that's how he basically got in. His yeah. movie, Chronicle or whatever it's called, right. is, is a very low budget, which in retrospect, the studio probably should have known this wasn't going to go well when you give a guy who made like a found footage superhero film, they're like, here's $130 million. Big budget franchise that's failed. You've never worked, and you've never worked inside, like, you've never done a studio film, and we're going to give you a film we're trying to turn into a franchise. It was not a good decision. That is... Woof. Horrible yeah. decision because you know he's not going to know how to react in the system. And finally, user six five seven seven five five four four six, which I hope that is right because I wrote it down very quickly. That might not even be the right number. <laughs> but uh, they wanted to point out a correction in our podcast. There was something missing, and Ben Misk 
missed mentioning he was from Chicago to no. uh, one of the shows. Damn it! Which two, user 65, did not tell us? Damn it! So, not sure. I'm from the Windy City, everybody! God damn it! It's, it's ridiculous that you would forget to mention it. Son now, maybe that's it. not true. We'll never know. I'm We're the worst co-host ever. I didn't do the Spider-Man kiss. I forgot to mention Chicago. I. You need to get uh, a new co-host, and I have an idea who that might be. User 674922. I don't know what the number is. And you were actually not that far off, really, which is impressive. <laughs> Again, uh, I'm yeah. getting a t-shirt. Um, Could you imagine how great like it would be like, you're listening to Not Another Origin Story. I'm your host, Pogues, and I'm joined by my co-host, user 657755446. And they just have that like voice recorder they use in movies when delivering ransom threats over the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed this film. <laughs> okay, so that's uh, I think that's our wrap up. We rated, we did rate on the last episode. We sort of said the order we thought they went in, right? Yes, we did. We did. I think we both concurred that it was uh, Corman, uh, first Alba, uh, the most recent superhero, Fantastic Four, the the Trank, the Josh Trank one, and then the Rise of the Silver Surfer, where Doctor Doom flies around on a surfboard and gets punched by people in cars. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had a seizure thinking about it. I just... It's so insane, too, when you're like, all right, what's the backstory? Yeah. All right, these people accidentally get superpowers, and for some of them, it's great, and for one of them, it's horrifying because it turns him into a monster, and the leader of their group blames himself for everything, and so has, like, a crippling sort of guilt. Yeah. And surrounding this, they have to try to stop some sort of cosmic threat. And instead, they're like, let's do, like, a montage of them living together. Here we go. First act, wedding. The whole, just, like, start to finish, just hours of a wedding. Then, let's roll into a confusing military uh, contracting subplot. And then Dr. Doom can surf on a skateboard for a while. Oh, by the way, there's a big cloud of smoke coming to eat here. <laughs> and then the guy who warned them about it is just going to go, you know what, never mind, and stop it. <laughs> End of also... film. Also... <laughs> didn't really fix the, the nope. Thames. That river's still gone. Also, there's like six or seven gigantic holes in the earth. No, he, we're supposed to think he was cool, but he was just sort of an asshole who should have figured shit out uh, a while ago. <laughs> yeah, who probably should have just killed Galactus the minute he was given the power cosmic. <laughs> that probably would have been an easier way to ensure the safety of your wife. Well, to tie up the end of the mini episode, um, I thought I'd just fire out some headlines at you. Uh, talk about okay. some comic book news we missed uh, in the month of doing a nightmarish task of the Fantastic Four. It was rough. Like I know this is like, in a way, if you're listening to this, you're like, wow, what a bunch of babies. They had to watch four movies over four weeks. And I don't know why, but it does seem like, I don't know, it just seems taxing when you're it like, felt when like, you know yeah. you have to watch a movie. It like, felt it's like, like I I'm watched like, them all one night. It felt like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's also, I guess, like, you know, when I go to watch them, I'm like, well, I have to watch them. I want to make sure I have enough time that I've watched them before you want to record or whatever so our schedules match. So then it just feels like it's a task. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm like, oh, man, I really want to watch Captain America the First Avenger tonight. It's like, fuck, I really should watch Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer <laughs> instead of, like, any number of other movies I could be watching because I want, I got to record this podcast. Yeah. Um, no, I hear First world problem, guys. It's, 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 it's a podcast problem. You would understand. Yeah. Um, so here's an interesting thing. Uh, uh, we've talked a lot about Batman versus Superman, which is we're on the cusp of uh, release this year. Um, 
Uh, interesting enough, we keep talking about how they're not going to fit enough into this film. Uh, it's kind of our constant worry. Uh, I don't know if this is elite. Wait, I thought I thought that our fear was oh, they were going to fit yeah, too, too much into this. The opposite. <laughs> there's too much in this movie. <laughs> what a weird problem that would be. No, no. Uh, there's too much in this movie. Well, I don't know if it's elite anything or not, but runtime has been confirmed at a two hours and thirty minutes. So pretty long. Yeah, I, uh, is I that good like, or bad? I don't know, but it I does. Feel like two ten is like the sweet spot for a movie. That's how long every like Star Wars movies are between two ten and two twenty, and the yeah. ones that are a little long are the prequels, and they're the ones that are extra bad. So I just feel like two hours and thirty minutes of like a non drama, and just I guess they're, they're trying to fit in six stories. So yeah, a lot of characters, a lot of plot lines. So first thirty minutes, Batman or set up. Second thirty minutes, Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Third 30 minutes, Doomsday. <laughs> Fourth 30 minutes, introduction of Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Fifth, some sort of lunch scene. Yeah, that feels about right. Lunch scene. Yeah, the classic superhero lunch scene. I just picture it ends like that. Uh, Batman, how- Batman and Superman sit down to some paninis real quick and then back to fighting the. the- well, you've seen that uh, that YouTube show, like how it should have ended. And there's like oh, yeah, yeah. Superman sitting yeah. at the diner talking all the time. Yeah. That's how I want this movie to end more right. than anything. I hope they it's do. just them at a diner and him going, I'm Batman. And then those guys say like, well, we're shutting down our show. <laughs> yeah, they just like, it's just like a Close video it. of them orgasming into the Close movie theater. Uh, another another amusing piece of news that I caught was that uh, apparently a, an online petition that I wish someone had informed me of because I would have signed it um, uh, to have J.K. Simmons return for the new Spider-Man reboot uh, to play J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> I I actually saw that and did sign it. Yeah, I should yes. have passed it along to you. But I saw somebody was like, we're trying to make sure. And I was like, there is no way – like he has to be. Yeah. He's, because not only is he like just the best at it, but – he has been for like a huge like a generation of comic book fans. He's done the voice in all of the cartoons. Yeah. Like anytime J. Jonah Jameson has appeared in Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, in the Ultimate Spider Man's cartoon, all of that is is him. So it's like you gotta do it because that's what everybody thinks of when they think of J. Jonah Jameson now. Yep. So I hope I hope they do it. And and he said he's on board. He said the petition's not gonna get to anyone that's actually gonna make a difference. <laughs> I was his, was his very honest point. But he said that he had a, uh, one of the, doing the Sam Raimi movies was some of the best work he's ever done, and he would uh, would love to reprise the role. So that could be exciting to look forward to. Um, let's, let's hope. Fingers crossed. Um, speaking of, I mean, that's going to be like four years from yeah, now. Right. They're gonna actually, try to make another Spider Man. I was just excited to see J.K. Simmons in a headline <laughs> for for a superhero. True. True. Um, obviously, very relevant to our upcoming film, uh, Deadpool. Uh, just blew the shit out of some records uh, in terms of uh, superhero movies and 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 whatnot. Uh, it, it 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 raked in like six hundred million worldwide, I think. Uh, really? Some gigantic number, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Six hundred million as of a couple, I think, of last week, it was six hundred million, uh, and it was number one in the box office for like most of last week. So it it, it blew the shit out of uh, <laughs> out of out of um, out of Hollywood. So that's a surprise to me. Honestly, I didn't think it was going to do bad. I, I knew it was going to have a good reaction and, and make, and, and make uh, a decent profit, but man, to, to set a record like that is, surprising. I was surprised it did as well as it did on Valentine's day weekend. Right. And being R rated, which just for the record, for everybody who's like, it's the first R rated comic book movie. It is not even poor like, blade. It's, it's not even like the 15th. <laughs> 
like there's both Sin Cities, there's 300, there's Blade, um, there's American Splendor, there's like Ghost World. Pretty much any independent comic that was turned into a movie is R-rated. So it's insane that like people would just forget all of these other blockbuster films. Like if you want to forget like the independent one, sure, but how did people forget 300, Blade, uh, Sin City? Those were all R-rated movies and did very well. Yeah. Um, I think no, Blade 2 might be R-rated, too. I think it is, and I want to go watch it right now. We should do that soon. I, uh, we should. <laughs> I know I know exactly what I'd guess for the Blade movie anyway. Oh, so, Wesley Snipes? Uh, yeah, I got Wesley Snipes. I got him on speed dial. <laughs> Bring him on board. Um, I'll just end up talking to him about Major League most of the time. <laughs> uh, this was an interesting headline. I had missed this until I was doing a little research before the episode. Um FX is putting out a, sh- a TV show based on Legion, uh, the son of Charles Xavier, uh, notoriously like kind of insane. Oh, I saw that headline and completely misunderstood it. Yeah, did you? It's interesting. It's got it's got Dan Stevens, who was in that movie The Guest, um, and Aubrey Plaza. Interestingly enough, uh, I think so. you're a big Plaza fan. I like. I think she's great. I followed her a lot when she was doing some comedy with like uh, the. Uh, Derek Comedy Guys. I, th- I think she's fantastic. So um, interesting to see her in a. Wait, interesting to see FX do an X Men like TV show. What a I don't know. It's choice. Yeah, too. it very. Like, it's kind of a deep cut. I wouldn't call Legion one of the most notable characters. No, and when I saw that, I was like, "That's already a TV show. It's on Sci Fi Channel. It's the show that's the like the follow up to that really stupid movie where the oh. angels show up at that gas station. That show I think is called Legion. So when I saw the headline, I was like. FX bought the rights to a not that great TV show. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is um, the writer is uh, uh, Noah Hawley, who who worked on Fargo TV show, which Ooh. is I I love Fargo. It's utterly brilliant. And a lot of the people who are working on the production and the direction include like Brian Singer and uh, uh, not that's not really a plus. Simon Kinberg who worked on uh, a bunch of the people who worked on Days of Future Past, which I think is a wait. Brilliant. What was it? Uh, who was it? Who? Uh, Simon Kinberg. You know the guy who wrote Fantastic Four. Did he? Yes. <laughs> Did he he's really? The, yes, he's the writer who described it as a celebration of Fantastic Four comics. <laughs> Oh my god, that's a perfect lead-in. I had no idea. It is uh, insane yeah. when you look at people's writing and you're just like, they must have suffered a head injury at some point in their right. life where they just produced like the worst film. Because like the guy who wrote Die Hard went on to write some of the worst movies right. ever made. And we talked about how that one guy uh, worked on co-created uh, uh, Twin Peaks and then went on to write yeah. Fantastic Fucking Four. And you're like, what? Anyhow. Uh, so that should be interesting. I, I'm excited to see trailers or some or some preview images for that. Um, uh, Daredevil had a new trailer for season two, uh, yeah, showing a lot it. of Punisher in it. Uh, oh, maybe I didn't see the newest one. Then the one I saw was like a really shitty teaser. No, this is, this is a pretty like full lengthy trailer that that features a lot of dialogue and some shots. Oh, of, then I'll have to go check that out. Of Frank Castle um, being played by uh, what is his name? Oh, I just lost it in my head. <laughs> the guy from The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I like something with a B. A uh, John Bernthal. There. There you go. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm not. I that's worrying me because I don't think that guy. I don't. To me, I'm like that's not the Punisher. Like, I don't know. I, I think Punishery. 
I feel I, I'm gonna punch a vibe from him. I'm, I'm gonna see him. I'm gonna see him go. I really like the quotes I saw from the trailer. It felt like got a really solid Punisher vibe. I think he made some comment in the trailer where he says, uh, uh, "You take him down, they come back. I take him down, they stay down." Something like that. Where it's like that's a pretty quintessential Punisher. You know, it's a very yeah. simple philosophy. Is the idea that yeah, the, the prison doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, the system the system's broken. So I think I have high hopes uh, for how they're. Gonna I, I mean, I assume it's gonna. I mean, when and they hopefully they cast. Uh... Hopefully. They can do it so well that it encourages Hollywood to put the right people in charge of doing another Punisher film. Because um, I think well, it's—I I mean, I, I assume a fertile ground. I think they're already saying now that if, like, Netflix is in talks that if he if this next season of Daredevil goes well, they're talking about doing a, a Punisher TV show. Yeah, Very... which I love these ideas, but it worries me because there's like second seasons of Jessica Jones, Daredevil, and it's like we still haven't gotten Luke Cage. And now they're talking about maybe cutting Iron Fist. Really? No. But they might not do it, and they might they might just introduce him in the Luke Cage series, and then go straight to Defenders. No. But that's sort of because they're they can only release them every so often, which I don't believe. I'm like release them every like two months. Yeah. Everybody binge watches them. It's like nobody sits down and watches them over the course of four months or something. Right. Um. Uh, last speaking of real quick, speaking sure. of TV shows that we've talked about, the comic book TV shows, I watched uh, an episode and a half of Lucifer, and I did it for you, good listener. <laughs> and let me tell you this: I would have like been like, let's put in the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. <laughs> the show is so agitating from top to bottom. The story is it, the story was meh, but like the guy who plays Lucifer is. Like, they needed David Tennant. Like, you know, you hate him in Jessica Jones, but you feel sorry for him, and you kind of like him even though he is the bad guy. Lucifer is the guy you just want to see somebody punch repeatedly in the face. He is not an like, – he's just a super annoying character. He's just like a – I don't know. He's just like you expect him to be at, like, a cigar club. <laughs> God. He's just very He's just very douchey, so it's I, – I would not recommend it. It is Gotham level of just not good writing – <laughs> not a good, not a good adaption of a of a good source material. So yeah. that's a bum. I, I haven't tuned into either show, and I probably never will. So. <laughs> oh, one day I'm going to make you watch because Gotham is on Netflix. Yeah, I no, really I know. Like we should the episode where we watch the first one just so I can hear your reaction. Because that's fair. I'm almost was, curious. When I was the, watching it, I feel. They're bringing on B.D. Wong to play Hugo Strange, and I love B.D. Wong uh, from from Law and Order. So yeah. I'm curious. Um, right, that's, but 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 speaking that's what you're curious about, uh, I, yeah, I know I have no reason to be curious. But but speaking of good casting, uh, uh, the last piece of news I have that I thought was pretty interesting was uh, Jackie Earl Haley is uh, Holly Haley, I don't know, uh, is playing uh, is going to be added to the preacher. That's being of course uh, Rorschach, um, the actor who played oh. Rorschach is uh, I think he's utterly brilliant. He's in every time I've seen him in a movie, I think he's How been. Can they add him? Isn't incredible. that show done being filmed? Preacher? Well, I mean, it's a TV show, so uh, I don't know. Uh, this is episode by episode, but yeah, they may, they might just be revealing it, whatever it may be. Uh, he is going to be playing uh, Odin Quinn Cannon, the tiny, decrepit meat factory owner. Who... I, you know, I, you know, I never actually read all of Preacher. I only well, read the first graphic novel. This is another indication of my confusion with this TV show and what lengths they'll actually go to to represent the comic, because. Uh, Spoiler alert, Odin Quincannon uh, is an insane 
sexual deviant like most characters in Preacher and at some point is uh, murdered after discovering him or, or is is injured and climbs into a secret room in his meat factory where he's discovered to be fucking a two-story tall woman made out of um, uh, meat cold cuts. <sighs> this, is why, this is why I just quit reading things Garth Ennis wrote. Something to that degree. Yeah, his character is this maniacal insane tiny man and 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 i think the casting is perfect visually and and he's gonna bring the intensity that character probably will need but what the fuck is f is fx gonna or is it fx uh are they actually going to isn't it amc it's amc are they actually going to put i don't confusing i'm interested i will definitely be watching this show out of just blind curiosity uh, i feel like this is gonna fall in the walking dead where i just don't care <laughs> well, I we'll find out I, I can't even be bothered to turn it on to be like do i care if they so, make this show boring somehow it would be an achievement because if anything this 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 book is intensely uh unique so <laughs> to make it to make it dull and and repetitive would be a task uh, so we'll see where they go with it. But I that feel co- like you should be in charge of watching all cable TV shows based on comic books, and I'll watch all the shitty broadcast ones. You got it. Uh, well, that covers uh, all the all the information we want to cover in this mini-sode. Uh, it's a little, little bit longer than usual, but uh, you're still listening, so I love you. I love you so much. Wow, guys, that's... <laughs> That's pretty impressive. He only tells that to his wife on her birthday and their anniversary. Yeah, only those two days. And only I only write it down in a card. <laughs> I refuse, I to, refuse say it. to say it. <laughs> I, I believe it has some sort of Candyman-esque power. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's why it's only twice a year, not three times. Yeah, exactly. I um, summon love. Well, that does it for us. So uh, tune in uh, next week after you've gone and seen Deadpool, if you haven't already, and listen to us uh, offer mild skepticism. Yeah, this this will be one that I think <laughs> could go two ways. This could go the way of uh, Scott Pilgrim, where it's like even like it's sort of hard to make fun of a comedy. And it's also going to be there's a chance that we might all end up liking it. So <laughs> here's here's waiting to see, guys. Next episode could be a love fest. I'll try to still be the bitter dick you come to know and love and find something to hate. Yeah, you heard, you heard it here first. The next episode is promised to have a little bit of bitter dick. Yeah, don't worry, guys. <laughs> if you ever need a little bitter dick, <laughs> ladies, T-shirt! <laughs>